This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. As we like to do on this Friday at 6 p.m. in our final segment of the week, we will give you an installment of Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. little Ask Us Anything opportunity. Yep. Can be sports-related, non-sports-related. We are opening ourselves up to you guys to answer whatever questions you've got for us. You can also tweet us your questions at Grant H. Paulson and at Funny Danny. So if you want to take part in the G&D's Tony's Mailbag, get in line now at 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. We'll get you a Caps power play coming up before we get out of here. Danny, I think this is, and we're going to be in this mode now, talking about the Capitals on the show in the weeks ahead. But for the moment, tonight's the biggest game of their year. They play the Flyers. They're chasing them in the Metro. They're six points back. They've got a couple games in hand. You win this two points in regulation, win this game tonight at 7.05 right here on the fan. At that point, you're just four points back. You still play two more times than them. You play them at the end of the year. You control your own destiny. You're right back in the convo going into the week now before the deadline. And you went through a really, really challenging stretch where you're playing a bunch of teams with a whole lot of points, way more than you, and you kind of came through still alive in this thing. It, I don't want to say it gets easier, GP, because it's you know they're, they're pros and there's no such thing, but Arizona's right around the corner. They lost all of their games they played over the last month and a half, it seems like. So there's an opportunity here to kind of you know get in the dance and sort of see what happens. It, it is This is a big one, I, I will say that. Caps tonight right here on the fan. They were idle yesterday. The Wizards also in action tonight. 10-30 tip out in L.A. LA against the Clippers. Yeah, they're they're playing in the same building they played in last night against a different team. That's how it goes uh, in the NBA at the artist formerly known as Staples Center. Uh, Last night was actually entertaining. I caught the end of the game because I slept all day long, Mm -hmm. and then I did the thing where I woke up like at 10 p.m. after sleeping for like 20 hours or whatever it was. And I just, for the life of me, couldn't get back to sleep. But I'll tell you, that was super fun to watch. Kyle Kuzma scored 20 points, had 10 rebounds. Denny also had a double-double, 15 and 15. He played 43 minutes in the overtime game. And don't look now, but Jordan Poole's playing a lot better. 34 points last night, shot 50% from the floor, knocked down the majority of his three-pointers. That was a very different-looking Jordan Poole out west. And over the last few games, you're getting a little more of the pool that we were kind of hoping for when they brought him in this offseason. Well, since that, your your behavior is absurd, and there has to be repercussions for it, go to the bench, a little, little bit of grousing, right? A little bit of, 
you know, cryptic comments about you know, how established he is in the league or, you know, whatever, but doing the math, he was pissed off about it. He's actually done something about it, and he's played way better since since that demotion and since that setback. So, good. Be a pro. Take it personally. Do something. I, I, I've been encouraged by that. The draft record right now for the Wizards, where they are, 9-50, and 50, worst in the NBA, projected to be the number one pick because they had a perfect February. They went 0-12. 0-12. Oh and, oh and, and by my math, that's a perfect February. Losing it overtime while being fun to watch last night. It's kind of the dream. Detroit's 9-49, and 49, just a half game back. So the Wizards got to be careful here. The Pistons <laughs> are really, really good at not winning also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chance at the number one overall pick for the Wiz right now, the same as Detroit and San Antonio, at 14%. Wizards a 52% chance to be picking in the top four. Uh, problem, of course, is... The draft class this year is not as strong as it's been over the last several years at the top. No, it is not. And there's no – I mean, someone will emerge as kind of one of the consensus top couple of dudes, but there's not thought to be a woman Yama, not that there are that many of those guys anyway, but there's no can't-miss, surefire superstar guy, at least perceived by folks. It's international heavy, by the way. A couple different guys from around the world uh, are thought maybe to go one, two, three. It depends on who you ask, but uh, it could be an interesting flair there. Uh, in terms of this draft. But yeah, it's not a great year to get the number one pick. You know what would have been a great year to get the number one pick? Just this past year. Would have been awesome. Would have been really good. Would have been awesome. All right, let's go to the phones. It is time for Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. We've got to get Darius, who's been warming up his pipes, to sing us into our Ask Us Anything segment. Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. All right, you guys can't complain, right? We tell you, this is your chance to have us talk about whatever you want. I don't want you tweeting about why we didn't talk about something. You got your shot to ask us the question and have us talk about it right now. Let's go to Andre in Upper Marlboro to get it started on G&D. How you doing, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. Thank you. Okay, who was that game that the Caleb Williams was crying in his mother's arms for because they lost to? Who was that team? I think that was the Washington game. Was that the Washington Huskies? It was. It was Washington Huskies. And who was the quarterback? Michael Penix. Michael Penix. Exactly. That's why I went to risk in the trade back and get because he outplayed Caleb Williams. And I feel I, he, I got a man crush on him ever since that game. I would get a haul for trading that number two pick, put a three offensive linemen, groupers in front of him, maybe two more good linebackers in the DB, and maybe a tight end or two. Hey, we can do some things to panic. He, I'm a believer. He, he shut my mouth there. I didn't know who he was, but I found out after that game, I became his biggest fan. I got a man crush on him. We need to trade back. Put a nice offensive line, couple of tight ends, one defensive back and two linebackers. We can get that for trading that second pick overall. We can we can make it happen. Andre, thank, thank you. you Andre. I guess the question is, should they do that? Yeah, I don't think you quite segment. understand the segment that we're doing right now, buddy. That sounded a lot like the rest of the show, where you're just calling up and giving your opinion on Michael Penix, which we appreciate. Yeah, I like him, too. Um, this is a, a little different right now. It's called uh-huh. the Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. Nobody else ever did this segment, certainly not anyone named Tony. Mm-mm. Basically, we just uh, you know answer and ask us anything. So I'll just assume he said, um, should, they, should they trade back for Michael Penix? No is my answer to that. They should take Drake May at number two 
Or if you don't like Drake May and you're Adam Peters, then take Jaden Daniels. Uh, they should get a quarterback earlier. By the way, the game he's referencing as the game why you shouldn't take Caleb Williams and you should take Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, 27 of 35 for 315 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Now, Caleb Williams gave up 52 points, which is why USC lost. They you did saw score what over he did in that game. 40, so he needed to play a little better defensively. How do you draft him with that kind of defense, Grant? Michael Penix threw for 250, two touchdowns, and an interception. So head-to-head, you know, numbers-wise, did not play as well as Caleb Williams in that game at USC. But uh, Washington scored 50, and Dylan Johnson, their lead running back, ran for 260 yards and four touchdowns. So if that doesn't make you want to take Michael Penix, nothing will, right? <laughs> That's a good thing. Uh, I actually I'm a, do like Penix. Though, I'm a Michael Penix guy. I'm a fan of his. That that All that dude has done is overcome stuff and continue to get better. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, but I also don't do that game where he played well that time or didn't play well that time or his team won that time. We're trying to figure out who's going to be the best pro. Let's take all the data points and, and shuffle them up and deal them. But, you know, their head-to-head matchup doesn't necessarily matter. Like, if Drake Mays, North Carolina Tar Heels, who stunk, had lost to, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy's um, uh, Michigan Wolverines because Michigan was a much better team, doesn't take Drake May off my board, you know? Yeah, and Obama-style lead may be clear. Lead may be clear. Big Penix guy, but uh, the argument that, like, that game is why you should take him, he wasn't even as good as Caleb Williams in that game, so I just don't get that logic. All right, let's go to Jeff, who's in Woodbridge uh, with us on G&D on Line 3. What's up, Jeff? Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. How are you, buddy? Very good, thank you. First, the thinking outside the box to come up with Grand Danny's Tony's mailbag. Mm-hmm. That is just so impressive. Thank I don't you. know how you guys do it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. You're a sweetheart. By the way, we very, well, very well delivered in a perfectly dry That's what uh, we're looking for. Uh, you know what I mean? Setting it right tells there, he gets it. Yep. it. He is smelling what we're cooking. Excellent yeah. work, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Along those lines, the with the smelling the cooking, Netflix is making a movie about Daniel Snyder. Who plays Daniel Snyder? And more importantly, who plays Grant and Danny, who at the time was known as Dave? Dave. And also Darius and Ryan. Who I love that. Okay, here we All go. Right, thank you. Uh, so- I've got Paul Giamatti in mind for Dan Snyder. I'm fine with that. We've talked about that one in the past. I think there's a couple ways you can go with Dan Snyder, if I may. I think I could go Leonardo DiCaprio as Dan Snyder. I just put him in a lot of makeup. Now in his 50s. But here's another angle. It depends on really what you're looking for. If you want super awkward, like comedy movie about how awkward and weird Dan Snyder is socially, what about Adam Sandler as Dan Snyder? Oh, let him do a bit of a dramatic turn when he's like yelling at people? Yeah, more like the... You know, the Adam Sandler betting on sports movie? The, uh, the I think Jim one. Carrey, same thing. Jim Carrey could do the Dan Snyder. Again, if this is a comedy where you're, you're seeing him pour milk under a carpet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Giamatti makes a lot of sense. Leo DiCaprio. As far as us, ooh, I don't know, man. Uh, Josh Gad, for me, could play, I think. Uh, I'd like, you know, Josh Gad. As me, I would work. Who are you going to cast for yourself? So Ryan's Glenn Powell. Put that aside for a second. That's yeah. done. Uh, I think you. I think Seth Rogen could do you. Pat Oswalt could do you. Yeah. Um, a, a couple of those guys. For me, I want Chris Evans. I would love for that, but that's a that's overshooting. You see what I'm saying? Like I, 
Because somebody remember the one, the Impractical Jokers, the one guy sure. told me I kind of look like Chris Evans. So I want that to be true, but it's not a thing. So I don't know. Um, who who's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Justin Long, the dude is like like a supporting comedy actor bad. in a million things. Yeah. Like that guy could do it. Right? You you saved it there. If if you would have left it at I was Patton Oswalt and you were Chris Evans, I was going to be pissed. Well, you know, I'm saying I want Chris Evans, but let's also yeah. be realistic. Well, but you, I, you I, I just I mean? for good reason I think would have been upset. Uh, who's playing Darius? Do you think? What about the dude who was in Star Wars? Uh, Billy Finn D. From Williams. Star Wars. Billy D. Williams. Oh, oh, no! You're talking about the new, newer ones. Yeah, the, the kid that was in Star. Wars. John Boyega. John Boyega. Is that, is that John Boyega. British actor could do a great yeah. American accent. I get sliced. John Boyega could do it. I was thinking more Denzel Washington, but yeah, we'll settle for yeah, John Boyega. Right. Too old. Yeah. Right. What about Keenan Thompson? What are you trying to say? Oh. <laughs> I mean, could he play you? Sure. Yeah, he could play me. I like Keenan. Keenan's cool. A little bit too old as well. Forty-five years old. I mean, that's what they do in Hollywood now, though. They play. There's like, so much de aging. Yeah, yeah you, you play a younger a younger person in these All movies right. now. If you're okay with it, uh, I'm just. I don't think he's that funny. Is the problem? But we don't necessarily need your character to be, you know, the comedic relief of the film. You play a much more serious. You know, you're a producer of a very important program. You get the boys on the air. Let's go to Johnny, who's in the district on Johnny. Grant and Danny. Johnny, let the music play. Darius has to sing. Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's mailbag. What's up, sir? How's it going, guys? I don't know. You probably don't remember me, but I fed you twice. Once at the opening day celebration back in, like, 2015, I think. I used to have a catering company. And then I brought you guys sandwiches to the uh, studio once. And uh, that was awesome, I thought. Uh, what kind of sandwiches case, were they? I'm, we agree. Uh, they were they were kefta sandwiches and uh, chicken and potato sandwiches. Yeah, how could we forget? I do remember that. Thank you, Johnny. You're a sweetheart. Thank you. Absolutely. What I wanted to ask Danny was is when he found out he was funny, Danny, and uh, when he started kicking in with the uh, stand up. And I might have a follow up question to that. Very well. Uh, the first time I don't want to. It's it's arrogant to say like I figured out I was funny when. But the first time I figured out that I was different than everybody was fifth grade. Um, and what I would do is I would record um, episodes of the show in living color on my VCR. I got like blank tapes. I'd record in living color. And uh, I would come in the next day during recess and I would recreate the show doing all the characters for everybody. And like at first people like were into it because that like that's amazing. A, it was a kind of like you weren't supposed to be able to watch the show. But B, that... I didn't realize other people couldn't do voices and couldn't do characters that same way. So when I kind of realized I could do that, that was sort of different. That's number one. And number two, started doing stand-up in 2004. So I'm in year number 20. Did you have a follow-up, you said? I think we just lost uh, Johnny. I don't know where right. he went. We, th- what happened on the on the phones there right now? Something happened? You're pointing at yourself. Does that mean something happened? <laughs> yes, yeah, something did okay, happen. There we go. I, I accidentally happened. dropped them. Okay. That something was you've been hung up on. Thank right. you for the question. Thank I think you, it Johnny. Was a good question. Let's go to Rich, who's in only on Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. Darius, sing him home. Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. Hello, Hello Richard. Hey, Rich. I want to know what the non-baseball fun itinerary is going to be that Danny will not take part in at all. 
Ah, great question. Great question West Rich. Palm Beach. Yep. The trip begins tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a great day. Uh, Danny will not be there, so we'll do all kinds of fun stuff before he gets there and tries to make sure that we aren't having any fun. Uh, we have discussed going out to some meals. Danny may go to those because it's dinner, but then there's going to be drinks afterwards. Danny's not going to partake in those. Is That's that fair, right. Danny? That is correct, yeah. Uh, there's also been talk about uh, possibly going to see a film at some point. I believe you're out on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably so be out good. on that. Yeah, because we'll be at a house with a pool. My kids won't be there. So, like, right. I, I'm going to take advantage of that. Sure. So you're going to swim? Yep. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yep. I have zero interest in going in the pool. Is that weird? Yes. It's just out of season for me. It's, like, not on my radar in any way. Uh, I would put it right smack dab right in the middle of your radar, right in the front, right? Like, right there. The first little beep you see is that on your radar. You're not going to have a chance to do that. Like, we are in Florida. And you're, you don't have to do anything with your kids. You you get to sleep, and you get to lay around, and no one's going to judge you. Just a bunch of dudes hanging out by the pool. Yeah, put, put those toes in the water, bro. When we go out to bars at night, though, you're out on that completely. No, I would never do that. Yeah. Okay. Dylan is in Sterling on Grant and Danny. Uh, let's play the ditty for Dylan. Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. What's up, Dylan? Hey, what's up, guys? Grant, this one's for you, man. Um, I'm going to the Spear. In, yes, you uh, May are. To see the dead. And uh, I have no idea what I'm in for. What should I do? What should I avoid? I know you're not a, uh, a drug guy. Uh, the dead, they, they kind of are. Um, what should we do, man? Well, first of all, you should, you're going to have one of the great experiences of your life. And I'm not going to advocate uh, drugs or anything like that. But whatever you do to have fun, I want you to do it. I want you to get yourself prepared for a mind-bending experience. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So a couple of things. Number one, you're going to want to go in a little bit early because there's basically one side of the building where everyone funnels in, and it's a giant pain in the ass. Once you get in after that, though, it's so seamless. The bars are easy access. You know, It's not that busy early on, so you can go get your drinks. Uh, they've got some different uh, stands and stuff set up if you want any kind of merch or, or just any kind of food, refreshments. None of that was difficult to get to. There's not a whole lot going on before the show, so all you can really do is hang out in the you know the big hallways or near the bars, but that's kind of what we did. We had fun doing that. Uh, then so you, you go sitting. something to do in Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I just mean there, when you yeah. get into the sphere, right? So right, right, when, right. There's not a whole lot of like extra stuff in there, uh, but Sit in your seat. Prepare for the inevitable. I'm telling you, you are going to have an unbelievable time. It is awesome. I'm so glad to hear you're going. Awesome. I already knew that. I just wanted to hear it again. Love you guys. Thank you. There you go, buddy. I, I would Dude. suggest, like, so you could top pizza with a bunch of different things, like pepperoni, sausage, uh, mushrooms, like different things that you could put on a pizza. Like, try something like that. Maybe. Right. You know what I mean? I would imagine that would enhance the experience yeah. some. Yeah. Uh, like, if you like candy. You could eat Twix or you could eat, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a Reese's Cup or maybe gummies. Yeah. You know, anything kind of like that. I don't know. I do wonder, though, as you start getting, like, the dead and these, these bands in there. Mm -hmm. Man, those are some steep stairs, bro. Oh, like, buddy. Everyone's facing in the same direction. You know what I mean? Like, I was very sober watching that show, and it was – it's incredible. It was – everything's coming right at your face. It, it feels like that would be quite an experience. Uh, if you're in a different state of mind. I can imagine. Let's go to Steve in Fairfax. Hello, Steve. How are you? Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. Darius just getting warmed up mm -hmm. for the G&D Tony's mm -hmm. Mailbag. 
What's up, man? Hey, boys. How are you? I was just wondering, could you guys think that they could possibly make a play on Caleb by doing all these free agent moves, you know, you know, releasing all this money, even more money, that way they can put more uh, draft capital into trying to get Caleb and, you know, using other free agency money to help supplement what they got to supplement for. The cap space won't really help him in that regard. Thanks, buddy. The problem is, I mean, you got a rookie wage scale essentially now. So what he's going to get is basically what the number one pick gets a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, whatever. You know, it it climbs each season narrowly. But there's a, a wage scale. There's no extra money you can sweeten for him or make him more likely to come there. It's not like baseball where, you know, if the, the team's offering him $9 million at number one and Boris talks to the team at number two and they'll give him $12 million, that he'll tell the team at number one he's not going to sign there to steer him to two. So that's not really a thing. If his point is just building up the team around the quarterback, you could definitely do that. But and I think that's don't... what he was asking, right? Yeah. Chiefs, in other words, like, you know you're going to use draft capital to move up and get Caleb Williams. We need all the space we can to build to have a have a team around him. Gotcha. So uh, I, I don't I don't necessarily think they're connected, but I guess that's where I would go. I don't think they're connected. Yeah, I'll say no to that. Uh, it just it's a lot to give up. You better think he's way better mm-hmm. than these other guys and be so sure about him. And I just don't know how that could be the case based on this process. I think we got another Caleb Williams question. Uh, Darius, do you want to get us ready to answer it? Here comes Grant and Danny's Tony's mailbag. John's and Burke. What's up, John? Hi, guys. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we can. Hello. Yeah, my question is, what are those questions out there about Caleb Williams not being the number one pick, not being a, some folks don't want him to uh, uh, have questions about him being a number one and, and, a, and a great pick and the number one pick? Good question. Thanks. So Thanks, John. I do think almost everyone thinks he's going to go number one. I'll just start Including me. That. Yeah, me yeah. too. What are the questions is, is what you're asking? Well, I'll just speak for myself. Like, where am I concerned a little bit or, or just feeling not as confident as I'd like to be with such a great physical talent? Uh, it seems like his father's very involved. I just have some PTSD in that regard uh, from the quarterbacks that I covered and just in sports covering the Major League Baseball draft for years and years and years. Like, really involved parents – Sometimes uh, I'd say there's a high miss rate on players where, you know, your whole life it, it's been you're the guy, you're the guy, you're the guy, we're going to act like you're different, and uh, it, it can be fine. But a lot of the times I see players in the draft with parents that are, you know, walking them into the locker room and filming their first batting practice and, you know, tweeting about everything that they do. It, it's it, nothing better than having a good active parent. But sometimes it can be over the top. So that worries me a little bit. Not having an agent, I think, is bad judgment. Um, Being the first quarterback to not allow teams at the Combine to look at your medicals is an interesting choice. Uh, I I think the NIL era is going to be so different. But it it is – it it lands on my desk. I think about it when I see, like, a picture of what was the the unbelievable estate – essentially, that like he was living in that looked like that of Cliff Kingsbury out west. And it was just like his place, supposedly, you know, that he lives in. Um, you're already on the, the cover and doing, you know, photo shoots for GQ magazine as like this fashion icon before you've been drafted. There's just a lot of things. I'm not saying any of these things is a big deal. I sound like an old 100-year-old man. I'm not telling you I wouldn't take him number two, number three, uh, or even potentially number one. 
I just, if you're asking me what are some of the things that are giving me a little pause, all of that stuff added up makes me feel like, I don't know, is this a, a dude who's just going to be one of the guys in the locker room and, and that his teammates are all going to want to go to battle for? I'd like to get to know him a little better, but those are some of my questions from the outside. Yeah, I, I think it, it, there's, it always seems to be something. And, and again, I don't know how much is fair and how much is not. I don't know how much is the you know perennial disinformation that always comes out. Like usually it's right around now when a Nolan Naraki scouting report uh, about the preemptive number one pick comes out, and it's this fake smile, bad character, whatever, trying to knock somebody down, or the same stuff you heard about. I don't know number one picks generationally for Major League Baseball that Strasburg would would be bad and Bryce Harper wouldn't be any good and. He's overrated. This stuff comes out about guys that have been the preemptive number one pick for, I don't know what, more than a year? I mean, we've yeah. basically, he's been the number one on top of the board for 18 months, 19, 20, whatever the number is. So, yeah, people are looking for a reason to, to, to knock you down a peg. Some of it also might be real. There might be real smoke to it. I don't know the answer to that. To me, I would take him number one. But there's that little pulse of, I'm not so sure about this part. That's Just fair. an amazing batch of questions. Yeah, Grant job. and Danny's Tony's Mailbag. How did nobody ever think it's a wonder. of a segment like that before us? Capitals play the Flyers tonight. Let's get you a power play. Game number 59 tonight. Home game number 30 for the Capitals. They are six points behind the Flyers in the standings. This is telling because the Flyers are the last team to get into the playoffs right now out of the Metro. They are the path of least resistance probably for Washington to make the postseason. Philly's been really good on the road, better than at home, 16-9-5 on the year. Caps have been much better at home, 15-9-5. Then on the road, those two cars meet tonight in a head-on collision. Washington, Philadelphia, Danny, a massive matchup. Yeah, they're like a better version of the Capitals, right? Middle of the pack, towards the top of the league even, in goals against. They don't score a ton, very balanced uh, team up and down the lineup, but I don't know if it's this simple, GP, but here's how it feels. You lose this game in regulation, it's almost to the point that the math doesn't really work before the trade deadline, and it might be sell time. You win it, you put yourself in a position to have a lot more meaningful games. It's probably overstated, but that's kind of how it feels heading into tonight. That. I was waiting for the big voice guy, mm -hmm. and then I wanted to say that was your power play, and then he said it. We made it work, though. Uh, for Danny, who's in our Half Street Studios, and me sitting in my basement on the mend after a tough health day yesterday for Darius and Ryan behind the scenes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show, as always. We're back at it Monday at 2 o'clock, and the show will be originating from West Palm Beach, where we will be live in the sun at spring training. Capitals hockey about 35 minutes away on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.